now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Belinda J. Womack, best-selling author who wrote Lessons from the Twelve Archangels. Belinda is a scientist by training with dual master's degrees in microbiology and environmental science and was called into service by the 12 Archangels while working in a medical university lab. Belinda, thank you so much for being my guest today and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's wonderful to be a guest on your show. Thank you. Belinda, if you don't mind, can we just start from how you were called into service in the lab that day? So to be perfectly honest, this is 30 years ago for me now, but I can, it still feels like it was just yesterday. I was working on a stem cell experiment and all of a sudden I was, you know, taken into a different space, different dimension. And I was in a stone room. Uh, There was a dirt floor, the ceiling opened up. And here was this incredible, beautiful angel. I recognized the angel because of the trumpet. And I said, must be Gabriel. And Gabriel spoke to me telepathically and said, Belinda, we have new work for you to do. God's children have forgotten that they are divine and they need support in remembering that. And I remember we spoke telepathically and I said to Gabriel, that sounds like a job for a psychologist and I'm a biologist. Mm -hmm. And so I think you've called the wrong person. And so we, we had a little bit of a, you know, Belinda resisting and Gabriel, I remember said, well, you can resist, but you will surrender. And I said, well, what do I need to, you know, know for this job? It sounds, you know, it sounds like a lot. And so the angel said, well, look to your, And so in the vision, it was look to my left and there was a huge book that must have been, it was open. So like a good three or four feet that big and very, very deep book. But there was one word in red fire coming out of the middle of the book that said love. And I said, okay, I can learn about love and You know, it's definitely something I believe in. So that's what I had to learn about. And that has been my story, Jeff, for 30 years. I've been learning about love, what it is, how it works, how we don't want to contain it, how we don't want to stop it. And it is the greatest power and healing force in all the great cosmos. So back to the beginning of of Belinda's service. After that interaction with Gabriel, I was back holding my sample under the sterile hood. I thought it had been gone at least for a day. I mean, it really felt like that long. And I looked at my watch and not even a minute had gone by. And so that was a shock. And my whole body was vibrating. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I know I work long hours, but have I lost my marbles? Mm -hmm. And it turns out that no, I had not lost my marbles. That was my uh, first introduction to the angels. And that was Gabriel. And then I continued to meet different archangels until I met the entire group. And they said, we're the 12 archangels of the central sun. The central sun just means source 
or the heart of God or um, the heart of the great universe. They like to use different terms for creator to be all inclusive. So that's it in a nutshell. That was a long time ago. Now you mentioned the word vision. So you were just under the hood and did it seem like everything just melted away and you were kind of transported into this other realm with Gabriel? I was definitely sure. I mean, I, I uh, from a scientist perspective, I went, you know, probably had a pop in my logical brain and was shifted over to my right brain or the creative intuitive brain. It felt, everything felt so real and it didn't, it didn't seem like, you know, I have visions all the time, but they're clairvoyant visions where I communicate with the angels or I hear things to help people. This was very visceral, very real. I I could smell the dampness of the ancient stone walls. Mm. I could feel the dirt underneath my feet. And for some reason I had bare feet in this scene. And I was like this, you know, the other part of my brain was going, this doesn't work with sterile technique. Uh, this, you know, I, I might get my sample contaminated. So I had this um, dual brain experience, but it was very real. I was definitely taken somewhere for this experience. As a woman of science, how did you make sense of it all? Did you immediately change direction in your life or were you going through periods of doubt and trying to decide where, which direction you should go? Well, of course I had doubt. That's part of being a human being as well. You know, when you, when you first get introduced to an archangel or any angel or spirit guide or have a spiritual experience. I know that you're an expert in near-death experiences. Any kind of experience like this is a bit of a shock to the logical brain. So I did resist exactly like Gabriel said that I would. And I had a few more meetings with the angels and they said, okay, Belinda, give us something that's going to help you to trust, to believe. Tell us the most impossible thing you can come up with. And it sounds really silly now, especially, but I said, I want to work nine to five like the secretaries do. Because I was, you know, I was a lab tech and um, a research tech, and I loved what it did, but it meant very, very long hours. So I kind of forgot about that. The next morning, I got stuck in a traffic jam and I could not get cross the threshold into the lab before nine in the morning. And I had, you know, a stack of experiments that I needed to get done and data to put in and five o'clock I was done and I couldn't believe it, but I was done. So that happened for the, the few months that I remained at my job because the, the angel said, you know, you're going to leave this post because you've got to help people. But so for the, it was maybe six months while I was there, there was just one night where we all stayed late. The entire lab stayed late. I worked in a pediatric oncology lab and there was a very um, ill child. So we all were working on the samples. And when I left that post, um, when I left my job, 
it, it took four people to replace what I did. Hmm. So meaning I wasn't slacking. I wasn't goofing off. I was getting the work done in the time that I had to get it done. Prior to that experience, did you already have any psychic abilities or clairvoyance or clairaudience? I shut that down. Uh, So the answer is as a little child, yes, definitely. But I shut it pretty much down when I was 12 because that's when I decided I was going to be a biologist. And so, you know, and also to survive my environment, my childhood was pretty crazy. So I just said, you know, enough of this. I'm not going to be so sensitive. At least I tried. Mm -hmm. Now, my, you know, my friends that I shared my experience with when I got, I call it drafted by the 12 archangels. They said, well, you know, Belinda, you've always been compassionate and intuitive, especially when it comes to helping people. But I was not aware of that, Jeff. So when, when I, you know, had the, it's an incredible miracle to be able to work with angels and they want to work with all of us. They want to help all of us to feel the love and the hope and to experience miracles. That's, you know, that's their job. They want to help us and to be able to reconnect with them because I certainly believed in them as a child. It was, it was shocking, but to another part of myself, they were definitely familiar to me, you know, anciently familiar. Do you think it's possible that you had some type of NDE or NDE-like event when you were a child? Oh, I know I did. Yeah. When I was seven, I had two of them. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, most people don't ask me about that. But yes, <laughs> I did. I kind of have a feeling that from just doing this podcast that for most people who have psychic abilities, they had some kind of event as a child, and that's kind of what turned them back on. Well, I I don't know how to speak to that, What? but, but let me just tell you what I'm hearing from the angels. What they say is that when... You bring a soul to earth that has to be expressed, right? The soul makes the ego or the personality. And that being is very, very sensitive. They've, they often will come to a crossroads where the human part says, get me out of here because this is way too intense. And so there's, there's a, um, a choice to be made. There's a choice to be made. So in my own personal experience, I can't say that I died and came back, but I can tell you that I was ready to die. You know, one of them was a near downing, a drowning, not drowning, excuse me, near drowning. And, um, I was in a fast flowing river and the river was well above my head and I didn't know how to swim. And I remember saying, this is it. I'm out of here. And then, then, and then there was, a, it was an angel. I'm sure pulled me up from the back of my swimming suit and moved me 
about eight feet, but I didn't move the I didn't move in the water. But then when I came up, which I expected the water to be above my head, it was at my waist and there were no adults. There wasn't anybody that noticed. So that was my experience then that said, oh, there are helpers that we don't always see. Did you have a religious background and did you, uh, and were you aware already of all the archangels and who they were? So I was raised for, an, for my very early years in the Episcopal church, but there wasn't any education about the archangels or really angels um, that, that I can remember. So I have to say that, no, I didn't have a connection to angels through religion. Mm. And they'll tell you that they, that they are not assigned to any religion, that they love each and every particle of creator's energy throughout the great universe. And they don't like to be put in boxes or pigeonholed. They just say that they're all about oneness and unconditional love and acceptance. Well, it makes me feel better that I don't even know who they all are. So can you tell us who the 12 angels are? To be honest, they prefer to stay incognito. Now, there's a reason for that, because their number is symbolic. Their number represents cycles of evolution, and their job is to help human beings evolve in consciousness, which just means to open our hearts and to be more accepting and, and more loving and to allow that vibration of heaven where you know, our loved ones go when they cross to open up that we are immortal beings and that we are all connected. There are some, what they call, because they have a wonderful sense of humor, celebrity angels. So the ones that are more common, right, are Gabriel and Archangel Michael. And then there's Archangel Raphael. Most people have heard of Raphael and Archangel Uriel. But their point is that their names don't really matter. And different populations of people that have connected with them call them by different names. And they just rather not get our egos, you know, in a, in a sticker bush, as they say, um, debating over their names. But I can tell you that the planet that we live on is one of the 12 archangels. So Mother Earth is very um, powerful in her ability to regenerate, and she appreciates any kind of respect and honoring that we can give to her and, and to each other. Do each one of the archangels have a specific purpose? They have more of a, of a unique vibration and calling but what is important to understand is that where there is one they all come because they work as a team so for example archangel gabriel who was the first angel that i met is the archangel of communication and um 
so Gabriel helps us with, you know, listening to our truth and our hearts calling, our souls calling, and communicating with other people, honestly, telepathically to avoid ego conflict. It's amazing how we can communicate the truth when we can scoots our, scoot our ego out of the way. So that's Gabriel. But when Gabriel wants to give a message of healing or of hope, then all of the angels are there. So the the 12 archangels, they say that their number is actually infinite because it's all about the energy and the love. So that that number, if you will, can grow to be as vast as we need it. So when you hear on earth that one person's working with Archangel Michael and thousands of other people are too, that's that's absolutely right. Each and every human being and all the other beings in the great cosmos can all work with any of these angels and certainly all of them as a team. Can humans over lifetimes eventually evolve into angels themselves or are angels completely separate? So the teachings of the 12 archangels tell you that there is no such thing as separation because separation is something that is generated by fear. From their perspective, what exists is love. And then on schoolroom earth, we get to experience the dilutions of love that we know as fear, right? We get to experience the opposite of love. So Many times, angelic beings incarnate as human beings in order to help, you know, in order to help lift the vibration. Trees are angelic beings. Very often our pets and the animals, their souls, if you look at that vibration, are angelic. So can archangels incarnate as human beings? Absolutely. Can human beings evolve to an archangel? From their perspective, they say, why? Because they say, this is a schoolroom. And souls are coming from all over the great universe to learn what love really is, to learn what forgiveness really is. Because forgiveness is a healing power. It can help us to heal our lives, yes, but our bodies, our relationships, it's phenomenal. That along with gratitude. So the angels very much encourage us to respect the divinity that we are, the love that we are all created out of. Our egos may fall down into some really dark and mean fear. But when we cross back to heaven, those egos are lifted up, transformed, and that energy returns to love. So we're really here to remember we come from oneness and our origins are they overlap, they intermix, really is, what are we here to learn? What are we here to facilitate? Why did we come here? 
It's quite the school, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah. Should people pray to archangels or to God or both? Where the angels come from is they, they say that prayer is a form of meditation. It's a form of sending out one's intention to the benevolent source or the creator of love. My call that love sometimes mother, father, God. But from their perspective, we want to remember that we're not asked to give our power away. We're not asked to believe that we human beings are small and weak and vulnerable and bad. And so that we, when we pray that we are going to something that can rescue us or that that just is something that that we can never be because they say you got to remember where you come from human being you are created from love so angels they work with us to help us reconnect to the power source of soul that we live within right our own souls plus the one soul so they answered your question in an interesting way jeff which sometimes the angels will do through belinda all of it is love so whether you want to use the word pray meditate use the intention they say yes yes reach out to source reach out to angels Reach out to fairies, reach out to guides, spirit guides, reach out to your loved ones in heaven, reach out to your ancestors, reach out to mother, father, God, reach out to creator all day long and let that love flow in where it is missing because on, here on School Room Earth, there's so much fear. Fear is illusion. But fear on earth, it feels very, very real. And love transforms fear back into love. So when we reach out to those guides and angels and source, we get lifted up, we get plugged back in. That may be an easier way to understand. Can they comment on what is the difference between a guardian angel and an archangel? So an archangel, yes, there is a little bit of of a difference in job assignment, really. So an archangel, they say that the arch is not about that they're higher. It's not about hierarchy. It's about building arches, building bridges. That what archangels do is they help human beings to connect their heads to their hearts, their heads to their souls, and their beings to heaven, right? So they're connectors, especially for healers and spiritual illuminators. Guardian angels are exactly what their name describes. They protect us. They walk with us. They hold our hands. They help us to stand up vibrationally when we fall down. And they really do try to redirect us if 
if we're taking a path that's not going to bring us happiness and that's really just going to bring us trouble. Is it necessary to ask the angels for help or are they already helping us? Yes and yes. Hmm. Yes and yes. It's very helpful to ask angels, ask guides, ask mother, father, God for miracles and for help because something very significant happens when we do that. We take our logical masculine part of our brain where our ego lives and we're connecting it to the spiritual, creative, imaginative part of our brain, the feminine part, which is actually the doorway to heaven. It's where we can connect to spirit. So when we ask for miracles, when we ask to receive, we shift the vibration of our ego, which is we change our entire perspective and we change our vibration. It very much helps us to receive from source. Our guardian angels and angels watching us and helping us all the time. Yes, they're always helping us. But when we can engage that consciousness, that ego brain of ours, that the angel says actually the size of a green garden pea, where our big brain, just symbolically, is more like the size of a watermelon, we don't use much of it until we open that spiritual, intuitive part of ourself. So when we ask to receive from source, whatever it is, when we ask our angels for help, we become far more aware and conscious. Oh my goodness, angels are everywhere. Angels are always helping us as are our loved ones in heaven. You know, our loved ones, they don't die. They get to do some work on that ego if they get didn't get their work done here on the earth. And then they get to help us. So as a, as a spiritual counselor working 30 years with angels, it's been just miraculous, Jeff, to see how when parents cross or loved ones cross, how they change, how they transform phenomenally. And then they are able to give the love and the support and the nurturing that they could not do on earthly life because they were too bound up in the fear. They were too bound up in the story. So there you have it. More than you asked for it. That's what the angels are always going to give. That's good. What is the best way to communicate with the angels? Speaking out loud or thinking or writing? All of the above. Angels and our loved ones in heaven can hear our thoughts. You know, a long time ago, that's how we communicated, right? We just would communicate telepathically. So that's how angels communicate. They can certainly hear our prayers internally. But they say, you know what, human beings, sometimes you need to really voice when you need help. Like one of my personal favorites is SOS Mayday Angels Rescue. So I said earlier that angels don't rescue us, but they do rescue us in a very amazing kind of a way is they shift our, they shift our awareness 
they shift where we're thinking. They shift our vibration so that then we can allow our external reality to change because we're the creators of our reality. We work just like creator. So that's how angels help us. It's really amazing when that communication becomes constant and familiar. So whether you want to do it in writing or automatic writing or through prayer and meditation with your thoughts, you want to do it out loud, it all works. They, they are responders. They are responders. I think most people would agree that being on this planet, they experience suffering and not only for themselves, but witness a lot of suffering. What do the archangels say is the cause of all this lack and suffering? What the angels teach, Jeff, is that the suffering comes from when our egos, our personalities, get disconnected vibrationally from our souls. The ego, the conscious mind, is the only part of us that can believe in fear. And when we start to believe that fear is real, then we start to attract more fear and more suffering to us. They say the way to change this story, both individually and collectively, is to plug back into source by asking for help, asking for our everyday needs to be met above and beyond what we even expect, because this shifts our vibration out of fear, which again is the opposite in love. Fear creates guilt and unworthiness and suffering and separation from creator. So when we say no to fear and we say yes to love, which is where we all come from, we shift that vibration We shift it on the inside, and then suffering no longer becomes part of our lives. It is that miraculous because each human being, I like the way the angels put this, each of us, we are a cell in the one human body or the human collective. And so for those of us who are willing to really choose love, to plug back into source, to keep our minds positive, to feel our feelings and deal with our emotions. As we do that, we increase the health in our individual cell, C-E-L-L. And that helps the one human body to heal itself. It may seem like an impossible story. It may seem like a very, very long story. But it is going to be the ending of this story. We are, as as the human collective, including all of the lives we've lived before this one, we are moving. We are evolving. That's the purpose of the 12 Archangels. We are evolving and we come to earth to learn, well, why believe in love? Why have love? You don't realize the value of what you're made out of until you get to experience the opposite. The opposite is fear. 
And fear creates suffering and heartache and separation from creator, separation within our own selves. So the power of love, which includes gratitude, compassion, forgiveness, kindness, truth, truth. That is what sets us free and lifts us out of suffering. Can they give us practical tips to use in our life how to move away from fear and towards love? The teachings of the 12 Archangels, they very much encourage us to work with the colors of the rainbow, which are the same colors as our chakras or our batteries of spiritual energy. And they encourage us to be childlike in this. They say we all have a divine inner child and that the child within us is imaginative and creative. So there's the crown chakra, which is just a battery of spiritual energy. We all have chakras. It sits on top of our head and it's the color violet, right? So it's the top color in a rainbow. And when you just feel afraid or you feel guilty or you feel unworthy or you feel old memories of shame come up and you don't know why, just put yourself in a violet energy, they call it violet fire, but energy waterfall or rain shower, even if you can't see the color or imagine it, the vibration is going to work because when when we do these things, it's, it's just another form of prayer. It's another form of meditation. But we are actually plugging ourselves into that vibration of love. And the color violet is the energy of forgiveness. And so when we go into that energy of forgiveness, then we transform fear. It's just what does. It's the alchemical energy of the universe. So that's violet. The other main color that the angels love to work with, they work with all the colors and beyond the rainbow is ruby or a deep red. They say this is the color of the root chakra, the chakra or the battery of energy that we sit on, but it's the energy that supports our humanity. It supports our organs. It supports life. And it's the divine mother within us. So, this energy helps us to receive from source. And so just by, you can, you can imagine that you're sleeping in a ruby bed or that you're in a ruby pool or a pond or swimming in a, a ruby lake or you're dressed in a ruby coat. And then you just add, thank you, divine mother or divine feminine for receiving through me, for me, emotional security, physical safety, unconditional love, and anything tangible and material that I need. And you're always going to experience results with that because you are now taking your foundation as a human being and you're saying, I want my foundation to be the foundation of love. And we all deserve to feel safe. So that ruby energy, that's actually part of the crown chakra. It's in the color violet or purple. That ruby energy 
can help us to feel safe in a world that really doesn't feel very safe right now. So that's how the angels teach the easy way to work with love, because they say it's, it's an energy. It's not just a word. It's not just about I love you and you love me. It's the greatest power in all of the universe. So when you can work with the colors, just even with intention, miracles start to happen. And we human beings, whether you're a scientist or not, we like proof. We like proof because that builds our faith. And as our faith grows, then we're more willing and more courageous, excuse me, to reach out to others and to say, hey, have you thought about shifting your mood? Have you thought about some positive thinking instead of always being so negative and fearful? It's, it can be very helpful. Is there a core message or messages that the angels would like the people to get from this podcast today? Well, let me just, I've been channeling them all along, but let me just really bring them in full force here. Beautiful human beings, our message to you is number one, you are immortal and you choose to come to Schoolroom Earth. You choose to come here to bring love where love is missing. Whether this is within yourself or within your family, your community, or within your world. So we encourage you to practice forgiveness. Forgive even that which you don't want to forgive, and especially forgive yourself. Forgiveness opens you to receive miracles that you've never thought were possible. And please hear us. When loved ones are taken home because their time on schoolroom earth is over, even if it seems to you that they were young and perhaps they were only in kindergarten, from our perspective, they have done their assignments. And so they are called back to heaven, but they are still very close to you. And they want to help you have a happier life every moment, every day. Your happiness helps them and it helps all of earth. We thank you for your time. We thank you for your courage. We thank you for being here. And we are available to you. Yes, we will respond. Blessing. What is heaven on earth? And why do the 12 archangels teach that it is humanity's destiny to experience? Well, first of all, what is heaven? Heaven is a vibration where fear does not exist. There is only undiluted love. When I was drafted by the angels 30 years ago, they, they said heaven is love. And to make it even more understandable, they say there, there's no fear in the love. It's not diluted. It's just pure, pure love. And this is heaven. So when we leave our bodies here on the earth, we return to heaven. And so it's a place and a space. We get a new body made out of pure love. We can bring heaven here on the earth simply by filling up with undiluted love 
working with the colors of love, being present in the here and now, staying grounded in love, doing acts of loving kindness, being generous human beings, we start to experience more heaven in our daily lives all the time. So our destiny as human beings on Schoolroom Earth is for the mass consciousness or the human collective to come to a place where they say, I don't need fear anymore. I've learned everything I can learn from fear. And fear doesn't help me. Fear creates suffering. It creates wars and separation and violence and heartache and greed and thievery. Who needs it? I choose love. And I choose to live in heaven more and more in my daily life. And Jeff, this is not just woo-woo. It happens. The more we bring in love and we live a life of awareness where we say, you know what? Judging thoughts get me nowhere but in a bad mood. It doesn't help. I can observe what's going on. I can fill up with love from source. I can send love to anywhere on the planet where I want to send it. And our individual lives only get better. And so that's how we help the collective. But yes, it is our potential. And the angels believe it is our destiny to be able to live entirely on earth as, as we do in heaven. And that'll be a wonderful thing. You said something that was very interesting to me, and that was judging thoughts. Can you tell us more about that? Judging thoughts are where we compare ourselves to other others, where we compare ourselves to others and we are either better than or less than. And the angels teach us, right? Angels are not above human beings. Human beings are not above trees. Trees are not above the elephants. If we look at our perspective from a place of oneness, from a place of, of unity, Sure, we all have different things to do, and we have different jobs, assignments, but that doesn't mean that we're better than others or that we're less than others, especially when it comes to money. This is a big hot topic for the angels, that it's so easy for human beings to think, oh, well, I have less money, so I'm not as good as this population of people or these people, or I have more money, so I'm better than those people, or my skin is this color or that color. We are all part of oneness. We are all, you know, divine beings. This is where we come from. So to have judging thoughts that, you know, I'm less than or I'm better than to compare and our ego brain is going to do these things. Our ego brain is going to go into comparing and judging and controlling thoughts. We need to recognize fear is there. Fear is making us go there. Because when fear is not there, we are tolerant and compassionate and kind and trusting. Can you tell us one of the most important lessons that you talk about in your book? Lessons from the 12 Archangels? 
Well, I love to share my favorite message from the 12 Archangels. It's called How to Love a Human Being. And I can't quote it, but I can share with you that the angels say that the way they love human beings is they love us without conditions. They love us without judgment. They love us because we're all different. And they encourage us to understand that what a human being needs is attention, affection, and acknowledgement in order to be happy. And we can receive all of these wonderful things directly from Mother, Father, God, from Source. And we can also share them with others. And that makes us less needy and angry when others don't have the ability to give us that attention and affection and acknowledgement. Ask your angels to fill you up so that you're not hungry. And then your self-esteem goes up. And oh my goodness, then you start to love other human beings like angels do. I would think most of us judge ourselves a lot and that results in loving ourselves less. How can we learn to love ourselves more? What the 12 archangels are going to recommend is that you begin your day with saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Fill in the blank. Mother, Father, God, great universe, source, divine oneness, creator. Thank you, divine love, for filling every cell of my humanity with overflowing love. Thank you for helping me to remember that this is who I am. Thank you. And if we begin our day with being filled with love from source, we don't go into the negative aspects of ego because we feel safe and secured. The angels teach Jeff that, well, we can't really give ourselves something we don't have. If we've unplugged from source, if we've gotten our ego right at a lower vibration, so we're missing the boat, we're feeling pretty miserable, and we're not feeling good about ourselves, then to try to pump ourselves up and give give ourselves something when we're already feeling low is going to take a lot of work. They're not saying it's not possible. You know, positive thinking and beating yourself up with affirmations can help. However, there's a fast way. Use energy. Use the energy of love and say, fill me up, fill up all my empty buckets. Fill me up emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Fill me up with love. It's much easier to go to the mirror and look at yourself and say, I love you once you've done that. Do people just live one life or do they reincarnate and come back over and over again? So reincarnation can be very helpful for a soul going through schoolroom earth because a lifetime is so short and the soul is creating different egos in every life to experience new things, right? To experience different families being born in different parts of the world, being born at different times, being born in different religions. And and how are we going to 
and, and social economic classes. What are we going to do with this information? How are we going to bring love in? So reincarnation is very helpful when we understand that souls really want to learn what love is and how to incorporate it into every experience here, right? When we are in bodies, when we are alive, different souls incarnate different numbers of times, depending on what they want to accomplish and what they want to do. When a person references someone called an old soul, it may not necessarily mean that they've reincarnated thousands and thousands of times. That might be possible, but it, it's often about the wisdom they bring, the compassion they bring, the tenacity they have to overcome hardship, to overcome what would seem impossible to overcome psychologically or spiritually and yet they do it and not only do they do that such as a near-death experience but they use their experiences to inspire and help others that's always the marker of an old soul such mm -hmm. as jeff i think my favorite takeaway from our conversation today was about that we can be finished with fear and we don't need to experience fear anymore. And we can move on to love. Yes, we can. It takes effort. It takes effort. But it begins with each one of us. It begins with each one of us practicing unconditional love. So one of the most powerful things that has worked for myself personally is to live in the moment. Because what fear wants to do is it wants to pull us into the past where we've had experiences where we feel guilty or ashamed or victimized. Or fear wants to pull us into the future and say, hey, what happened in the past might happen again in the future. But if we stay present in the moment and we focus on loving thoughts, forgiving what needs to be forgiven if it pops up, and holding the intention that we have a happy childhood that grows happier on the hour no matter our age. Those are the two miraculous things, practices that I have found really just chases fear away. It's just like, well, I have no use for you. So being present in the moment and holding the intention that happiness is growing. One of my favorite mantras that's in the angel's new book that comes out in a year is I surrender to the joy of my soul. It feels really good to say that. You mentioned something and I want to talk about it quickly, about childhood. Are you kind of speaking metaphorically like our whole life is a childhood, or are you speaking directly about our childhood when we were young? The angels teach that to really fully access 
the phenomenal power of the heart, which draws to us more heaven. We need to be as a child, live in trust, live in faith, and to have that joy and imagination that anything is possible. That's what makes a child. So very often in childhood, we have to grow up too quickly. Certainly healers and old souls often, you know, get cheated out of a happy childhood where you're really free and where you really get to um, be well provided for and cared for. So that's why the angels very much I was going to say um, preach. They're not actually preachers, but they teach to hold that intention. It doesn't matter your age, but that you get to have a happy childhood. Even if you had one or you didn't have one, what it means is that life becomes more magical and more and magical just means miraculous, less fear, less suffering, more joy, more meaningful moments more life all right belinda the time has flown by today where can people get your book lessons from the 12 archangels from your website or amazon or both so lessons from the 12 archangels is published by inner traditions and baron company so you can certainly get it from innertraditions.com the best price is going to be amazon.com there's also an audio version of lessons from the 12 archangels and there's a spanish version that's going to be going to be released in the fall for my classes all of my classes are channeled teachings from the 12 archangels each one is different and um, they're all amazing you can find those classes find out all the information on my website which is my name belindawomack.com well it sounds like you've got another book coming out do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about well, the new book is also going to be published by Inner Traditions and Baron Company. We don't have um, the publisher's title for the book yet, but it will be released next spring. And it will also have an audio version. And what the angels share in their new book is very much the tools to receive from source, especially financial miracles. But they also have in the book how to transform the suffering of humanity by first doing that within ourselves. So it was the toughest project I've, I've ever done. I have to say that, but um, I very much look forward to the release of that book. And I recently started from the guidance of the angels, um, a community membership which includes something they call Lessons from the 12 Archangels, where I'm actually channeling lessons that are connected with their new material, but definitely go deep and give very practical tools. So if anyone's interested in the community membership, there's a two-week free trial, and they can learn about that on my website at BelindaWomack.com. Belinda, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Even though it may look like 
fear is growing. We, the 12 archangels of the central sun, say love is growing. Love always has the greater power because when fear was first created, it was created with a secret held within it. And that is that fear always wants to be transformed with love. So love is the alchemical power. Focus on love. Fear may be entertaining. It may take up your time and be the greatest distraction. But we say to you, love will set you free. And love is what makes dreams come true. Dreams of the heart. Belinda, thank you for that message. And thank you again for being my guest today. Let me know when your new book is out so we can get you back to talk about it. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.